this is not the suburbs podcast i'm gerald beep beep hey <laughs> all right well i'm Aislinn hicks <laughs> i'm aiden cloet on the horn aiden cloet i'm jeremy morantz <laughs> And welcome to the podcast. Now we've had something kind of exciting happen in Winnipeg. We have ride sharing. We do not have Uber. We do not have Lyft, but we do have our own ride sharing now, officially. Yeah. In Winnipeg. Yeah. So, like you said, it's not Uber, it's not Lyft, but it is Tapcar. It's a small <laughs> company out of Edmonton, Alberta. And what what happened was when Tapcar saw that Uber and Lyft were arguing with MPI about regulations and insurance stuff, they were like, "Well, there's a brand." Uh, a wide open brand new market for us to get into right. and they're like we'll do whatever MPI wants us to do and and you know long story short we have we have tap car it's pretty much a it's it's an Uber. It's a it's Walmart a, version of it. Uber. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a poor it's a man's. No it's a poor man's Uber. That. That's actually really funny. <laughs> Discount an, Uber. Like, as much as dollar store Uber was the, Uber. As much as Uber was the luxury, but also poor man's <laughs> taxi. Tap car is the poor man's Uber. Exactly. You just keep adding lower tiers. Yeah. <laughs> That's how marketing works. It's like the uh, when you walk into a dollar store and you see um, mac and cheese, but it's not Kraft Dinner. Yeah. It, that's what Tap Car is. It's it's the store brand. Exactly. No name. So they had their launch yesterday, and um, it was a big day. It was all over the news. People okay, were okay, but that about was it. also like really confusing in of itself, though, because like they were like, "We're gonna be doing this on Friday." But then once Friday came around, they were like, okay, no, wait, but, like, Saturday will be, like, fully ready. Like, so, that was the case, right? Well, people were getting rides yesterday. People were getting right. rides yesterday. The problem is, actually, people would order rides, and they'd accept those rides, and then the rides wouldn't show up. That actually <laughs> happened to my family yeah. last night. They were, my family was going to see the ballet at the concert hall last night. Ooh, and I was, that, Well, okay. And <laughs> I was like, you guys should – it's tap car day. You guys should get a tap car, and, you know, it'll be fun. Tell yeah, me, you're right. Tell me how it goes. And they were like, that's great. Let's make it a night. <laughs> so we'll try tap car. It's new. It's novel. And they order it, and it, like, just does not show up. And – you know, my family emails and they like actually Tapcar called us and they were apologizing and everything. Um, but I like I feel like they just were underprepared. But then again, they should have known how high the demand would have been. Think about it. They had like I opened the app and they had like 10 cars on the road. You can see on on the map all the it car, tells you the, all the little cars driving around, which is my favorite thing to do when I'm bored. Uh, and, um, they had about ten cars. Okay, so think about it. ten cars on the road. It takes half an hour to get from one side of the city to the other, maybe. Um, so if all those ten cars are busy and you want a tap car now, it might take minimum half an hour yeah. for a car to get to you if it comes at all. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's just one of those things. They're going to have to work the kinks out if they want to be in this market. Definitely. and But that'll take a bit. I was saying that the day before it launched, I said there will probably be some first day slumps. Yeah. You know, they're figuring it out. And that's fine. Every company should have, you know, a, a window to yeah. b- after their launch to figure things out. And I'm not holding it. I'm actually not holding yeah. anything against Tapcar. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I don't want to hold anything back against them, too. But it just feels like there were some first day kinks that should have been considered mm-hmm. yeah and probably should have been worked on beforehand like this is very like it felt like a very like blind blind jump you're right and you were saying this before we started recording like it felt like maybe the infrastructure wasn't quite there right yeah it wasn't quite in place like maybe they should have waited until they had like at least a hundred drivers ready to go on the first day mm-hmm. well apparently yeah. there's a really extensive background check for drivers because uh one of our classmates, Jonathan, he looked into <laughs> potentially doing that. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really concerned because I've never, ever used a ride-sharing um, app or program at all. So I was kind of like, I don't know if I, like, want to have a stranger drive me somewhere that, like, I don't know what the regulation is like. So I was like, what's that like for one of those things? And he said it's actually quite extensive. You have to do, like, criminal record checks, yeah. like, mm-hmm. all these steps. So, so the, that makes yeah. me feel a lot better about using ride shares. And that's a lot of people's stipulations. Even with something like Uber, they're like, well, I don't know whose car I'm getting into. It could be anyone's car I'm getting into. But I, you do hear occasionally in the news, like, some Uber driver in wherever in the there, United there's States. Some, yeah. There's a, a high amount of, like, sketchy Uber stories. Yeah. I'm going to pull that, but at the as a woman card. <laughs> yeah. As a woman, getting into a strange car is so terrifying. Well, I can tell you as a 21-year-old man, it's also terrifying. Uh, I, I, like, I was, I, it actually crossed my mind that I might want to drive 
be a driver as well. And then it's also about it's like who's going to get into my There's car. There's that aspect too. It's if you were a driver who like who, you don't know who's getting into your car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no one background checks them. No. Mm-hmm. I once I think like a couple weeks ago I had a conversation with a taxi driver who was telling me like just the amount of like crap they have to deal with when it comes to like late night pickups. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just cuz like some people crowd. will just be like just utterly plastered and like won't be able to give them an address or like won't be able to show them their ID at some point or anything like that. And like so they just have to sit there. They'll like dr- park in like a gas station and be like I need an address. Right. Like I I don't know where to take you. It's and then like this person just slumped up in the car. But then oddly enough this guy told me like three separate stories of like as soon as the cops come it's just like yeah, no, I'm fine. Oh, my God. Ugh. And then, like, this one dude he was saying just gave him crap afterwards. <laughs> he was just like, yo, why'd you call the cops, man? Because I, <laughs> like, I needed to. Like, Ugh. just like transit workers, cab drivers have to deal with a lot of crap. Oh, it is an unforgiving industry and position. And, you know, people like to hate on cab drivers, and maybe sometimes rightfully so. Probably justified. I once got in a cab, and he was just having dinner. And it was, it was, it wasn't lovely. <laughs> it wasn't lovely. I've heard stories of like the experience. Uber giving you his mixtape. <laughs> but the thing, okay, so that's entrepreneurial. Yeah. I guess it's also dependent on what city you're in. I've taken Uber a lot uh, in California, and I've had nothing but sure. There's maybe like a little bit of oddballs. But I've had nothing but, like, pleasant experiences with the drivers. And I've taken it, like, at this point countless times, I think. And um, I've never once had, like, a sketchy, um, weird situation. But, again, that's in the States. That's in California. Have you ever looked at the Florida Man subreddit? No. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't do- you know what? Yeah, it's always, like, it, it's basically sharing <laughs> art- news articles that, that are, like, that start with Florida Man. A Florida man, like, oh, that's so funny. Oh my God. Steals his girlfriend's dog or something like that. I feel like Florida's just a wild and like place. hides in a washroom. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Florida and Uber, someone once told me they got an Uber in Florida and the driver was stoned. Yeah. So like, there's stuff like that, and there's stuff like that that companies like Tapcar and Uber can't control. Like Tapcar can't control if one of their Winnipeg drivers decides to get in the car and start picking people up intoxicated. I mean, but then and again, neither could a cab company technically. Like the cab company could take harsh repercussions on that person. Whereas with, I mean, I guess you're right though. I see what you're saying. Like, there's nothing stopping a cab driver from doing the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like ultimately, like there's nothing stopping it. And I think like, just as taxis have their terms and conditions, Tapcar will also have their terms and conditions on like what is policy. That will be interesting though to see how like um, any kind of uh, transportation company um, will deal with um, cannabis being legalized with, like, their drivers and stuff. Because, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot more people driving yeah. high once it's legalized, and it shouldn't be that way, but, yeah. like, that's going to be a thing. There is a really good article from Vice Canada, or even Vice USA, so slightly take it with a grain of salt, but they had actually tackled, like, that sort of... The issue of, like, a lot of these states that are now legalized dealing with a sl- more than a slight rise of... Uh, like, people getting hit or, like, accidents happening with people under the influence. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so there's no question that with the legalization of marijuana, there, you know, incidents are going to increase. That's just, like, Murphy's Law, I think, you know? If you can do something. Is that – you can? if you can if do something, something you'll happen, do it? something can happen, it will. Yeah. 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 You know <laughs> – I mean, it's just thinking about my. Exp- I I I, live at, I worked at a pharmaceutical factory before. Ooh. Big pharma. <laughs> and uh, it's talking about people doing dangerous things while whilst um, under the influence. Mm. I was a. I had one coworker who would routinely make pharmaceuticals and be stoned while doing it. Ah yes. <laughs> oh and they'd be like, "Why does he keep messing things up?" <laughs> because he's high. <laughs> He's just oh really bad. Yo, this Tylenol has cyanide, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to put that. <laughs> That's a little grim. <laughs> Big Pharma's going to come after me. We did not have a person make. They, um, <laughs> One day, Gerilyn just stopped showing up to class. <laughs> Pharma got her. Oh, the stories yeah, I Yeah, now you tell. told the story. Now you're. The good news is. Big Pharma's going to get for you. For anyone who's listening to this podcast while lining up their morning pills, there's a very strict process before the pills even leave the factory so, so my my poor <laughs> high colleague the stuff he messed up did not leave the pills. 
Um, uh, back. I just have another question for you guys about um, ride sharing in Winnipeg. What do you, if and when maybe Uber and Lyft do eventually come into this market and work things out with MPI? One of them's gonna have to. I think MPI is gonna have to back down. But if that does happen, what happens? Oddly enough, I think I just saw yesterday that Uber had replied to this whole debacle again and said like now they're considering working. Oh sure. Working alongside <laughs> MPI. Well, I think maybe. I could be wrong, but maybe Uber's taking a look at what's going on here now that we have ta- – we don't just have Tap – I mean, Tap Car is the one, but we also yeah. have, like, Cowboy Taxi Insta-ride. and Insta-Ride, <laughs> um, which we can have a whole discussion about the name Cowboy Taxi. Work on your branding, and Speaking please. Speaking of Cowboy Taxi, the CBC News put out the article of, like, their two producers using the ride-sharing apps, and they had two rides from Insta-Ride, and I think actually both of them were Tap Car. And then there was no ride from Cowboys. The like Cowboys just didn't show up. All the up. Cowboys were busy, okay? I'm going to be very disappointed when I call my Cowboy taxi. They're all at the and saloon. And it's not driven by a cowboy. I would love to oh think that. Oh, my God. That the best sloganing for them. Do you guys know that song, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy? <laughs> well, I don't give a dang about nothing. <laughs> Ideally, if I ordered a Cowboy taxi, he would show up on a horse. Whoa. I'm on a horse. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ordering cowboy taxi expecting anything less than a cowboy showing up on a horse. At least give your cars, like, a little hat. (laughs) That just makes me think of, like, okay, I'm going to sound really redneck. Like, my cousin, when she got married, my grandpa, he pulled up with his chuck wagon and his horses because that was the ride away from the, like, wedding was her, like, leaving in a chuck wagon. And I'm like, that's what I expect if I order cowboy taxi. I expect a chuck wagon. (laughs) I'm redneck enough that I've been to uh, a wedding where they left on like an ATV. <laughs> oh, oh dear God, love it. Okay, what happens? What happens to uh, companies like Tap Car, Cowboy Taxi, and Instaride when Uber and Lyft decide to um, make things work here in Winnipeg? I don't know. I think that like by getting here first, they already have their foot in the market. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they got here first. People have more experience using them. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll help, and people kind of be like loyal to them a bit more. I don't know. It kind of depends. I mean, I think once the people who do not join when there's tap car or cowboy taxi may may start using ride sharing more when there's Uber because they you know there's that brand recognition. Yeah, there's like yeah. Um, there's familiarity principle. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Ooh, people might so just terms of pe- art. People <laughs> might actually feel safer in the known international brand ride sharing services, mm-hmm. but a lot of these drivers driving for ride sharing services like tap car would also just be driving for for uber so i think what we saw yesterday with tap cars launch could possibly have been an indicator of what uber's launch would have looked like had they been here first mm-hmm. too. i think so too yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean like it's almost not even uh relevant what what ride sharing brand it is it's mm-hmm. only relevant on the market and the drivers like it's like it's it's inter- it's interchangeable. Uber, tap car, like it would probably would have been the same either way. I think. I well, another thing is is like drivers who drive for like Tapshare and stuff, or is that the name Tapshare? <laughs> tap tap car. Tap car. Okay. Sure. We've only been talking about it for fifteen minutes. Tap so. car. <laughs> the ones who are driving for them, like when Uber comes into the city, like I feel like Tap Car is gonna have policies saying like you can't drive for both. So yeah. they got the you know That's cream of the though. crop of drivers. That's interesting. Initial. Maybe, but a lot of... But who from Tapcar will leave well, once Uber comes? A lot of rideshare drivers that I've encountered in the States drive for both. They Uber can do Lyft. that? There's no policy? They, they do whatever they want. They, <laughs> <laughs> they do whatever they want. They, uh, like, it's interesting to watch them, actually. So, like, I've been in the car, and they have both apps open on two different phones. <laughs> Love it. And they have the Uber sticker on their car and the Lyft sticker on their what? car. What? <laughs> Yo. So, maybe, t- I mean, maybe you're right. Uh, Aislinn, maybe Tapcar will have some sort of policy being like only it's us or them. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be smart though, because then you can like ensure that your drivers are your drivers only. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. Maybe I should sign up. I'd be such a great driver. Mm. <laughs> Pick them up in my old grandma car. <laughs> Just sitting in Creecom and you get a call. And it's like, okay, gotta go. I Comes that... back three hours later because I'm the world's slowest <laughs> driver. <laughs> yes, hey, 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 hey. That kind of happened with the CBC article anyways. <laughs> I need to read this article. Can you send me this article? Yeah. I need to read it. Okay. Because um, I don't I, – I can't remember what addresses they put, but they said it took Duffy's taxi 10 minutes to, to get them to their destination, and it cost them $10. Tap car, it cost them $7, which is dope, but it took 30 minutes. To get 
to get to their destination, to get to the same to destination. What? Like, so I don't cool know different... how that how that happens. I, you have I... a driver like me in the one car, and then a driver like, <laughs> like any other person in the other. <laughs> the article the article doesn't do a great job of like telling you like at what times these yeah. these directions I if they happened was, at the same time. Or... I thought it was it took the tap car thirty minutes to pick th- to pick them up. Is that it, or am I wrong? Maybe that was it. Okay. But it's like because they had it in the same setup it was like this was Duffy's. It was like length. Okay, I'll take and then tap car. That's I'll so subjective though, because even like leaving campus at the end of the school day, fifteen minutes will make a difference in the traffic. Yeah, if I leave fifteen minutes earlier or fifteen so minutes true. later, that's mm-hmm. so true. Everything makes a difference. So it's you're kind stuck. of if you leave fifteen minutes later, you're stuck in the middle of rush hour. And good luck getting home. Yeah. Um, oh, I yesterday I was talking about how a fun projector article um, would be taking tap car on the first day yeah but i think a better project article now that i'm thinking about it would be signing up as a driver <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> investigative journalism. investigative yeah. undercover ride sharing journalism hidden cameras <laughs> well i'm sure we can like follow up and if any of us take it we can discuss it next time yeah. oh true i mean i do want i was gonna take it yesterday but i had a feeling that there would be problems and you know, there, there were. You weren't wrong. Well, I probably will not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's transition over to our next segment. We're going to intro uh, a story that I did, which is going to be about Across the Board Game Cafe. So any guesses what their most played table game is? I would have to assume Catan. No. Cards Against Humanity? You are right. It is Cards Against oh. Humanity. Uh, have you all played that game? Of course. Of course I'm I don't right. play it I'm often, always right. Yeah. You guys are going to learn that I'm always right. <laughs> okay. I knew um, that already. <laughs> we can test <laughs> that theory. Like, um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, I have played Cards Against Humanity. It is horrible. <laughs> I mean, what? It, it's fun, but it's also like the things that you... I prefer the wholesome apples to apples. Apples to apples Ew. is fun. <laughs> Definitely less awkward. I mean, like we were talking just before we started recording about me being conservative and <laughs> having to watch what I say. So like, I mean, playing that game is just fun guilt trip from the beginning to end. See, my favorite <laughs> like, oh, thing I feel so bad, but is I'm gonna... playing Cards Against Humanity with my like mother, who's like this shy little <laughs> woman, and she doesn't like to think bad things. And so she plays the nice cards, and then her children, she's like, she looks at us Destroyed. at the end of playing a round, and she's like... I raised you wrong. Like yeah. she like is just mortified. She's like, I can't believe I raised you guys. Uh, I so never, remind me again. So one person each round is the judge, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's also like, at the end, of, it's not an objective game. You have to know oh, yeah, your, yeah, you. You have to know the judge. You have to know the judge. Like they, it's not a game of skill in a way. It's no. a game of like wit. It's assessing humor. Not even. It's like assessing knowing how taste. to appeal to the because every round could be different. If you played the exact same cards every round you might lose on someone you might win on some depending on the judge so it's not a game of of skill it's really all dependent on the judge's sensibilities of that round which i find interesting could you imagine the instructors playing cards against humanity the instructors i would want to be at that game night that would be hilarious i would like to just be applying them all at the game night oh my goodness just kenton just like savagely destroying his <laughs> students Oh I don't know. God. I think they're like some. He's like, we don't even have that card that many times. Why are you just destroying your students like this? <laughs> Why is everything about how bad they are? I just had this weird feeling that that instructors we think are kind of quiet and nice would all of a sudden <laughs> become savages. Oh Karen would be great. Karen for the win. <laughs> Wait, so how, how do you know that cards against humanity is their most popular? Did you ask? I asked. Nice. It's all in the story. The reason the reason I guess that is because the one time I was there, that's what I played. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've only I've only been to across the board like two or three times, and it's probably just like the group of friends that I've been around. But like Catan is very popular. Okay, fair. Uh, I was there once. I think it was actually like several. It might have been three or four years ago at this point. But the menu was very limited. I have heard that they've had a complete overhaul of their actual like food service. Like when I was there, their menu had like. I think five or six options on it, and they were all named after countries. So like oh. there, there was Ooh. the England, there was the Denmark, and that was it. Like it was just these. Ooh. Yeah, things have changed a little bit. Yeah, I was there a month ago for like a beer and botany night, and their menu was like much more extensive than mm-hmm. that. They had like cool wraps and okay, I don't know salads and stuff. I have consistently have, like, wanted to go to beer and botany. <laughs> it is so fun. Go. <laughs> Do they still have like electric? popcorn i think that's what it was called that i got yeah they do popcorn and like like trail mix snacks things Mm -hmm. i don't know like really great game night pizza food 
flatbread. They got flatbread. Oh, honey. <laughs> they got flatbread and cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> before I get too hungry, should we uh, take a listen to Geraldine's? Yeah, uh, let's roll a clip. Hey there. Hi. Sitting down or? by the window over there. This is Across the Board Game Cafe. It's an open and airy room with big sunny windows to eat lunch by. And then if you look good? Yeah, I think I'll go with the board game club. Awesome. I sat there savoring my carrot, coconut, and ginger soup and trying to identify every flavor in it so I could replicate it at home. I've come to Across the Board before, mostly to sit by the window in relative calm, watch the people go by, and do homework. But that's not what most people know it for. Okay, uh, so it was a big thing in Europe. That's Gabriel, my server. And then uh, the owner, as far as I know, is from Germany initially. And he, like, tracked He's a frequent traveler and stuff. Okay. So he's been to the UK and a lot of other stuff. And he had a huge board game collection. And uh, at some point, he decided to open this cafe. One of the first things you'll notice when you walk in are the towering shelves of table games. Their site says they have about 1,200 games there everything you can imagine. So which one of those games gets played the most? Uh, Cards Against Humanity is probably the most popular. Yes, that's like, not really a people, surprise. I, yeah, I mean, like, we have six copies of it, right? Yeah. Because, like, everyone wants to play it. Like, I don't know, I feel like people are starting to lean a bit away from that. Mm -hmm. But there's still tables that'll come in where they'll be like, hey guys, you here to play games? Yeah, absolutely, want to play Cards Against Humanity. And you drop that off, and that's all we'll play. For and the that's rest what of they the play for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's a fun game. What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite right now. It's a tough call. Uh, I really, really, really like um, Five Tribes. Have you ever played that one? I haven't. Okay, so it's a worker displacement game. Okay. Uh, so you're basically like moving these little meeples across the board and doing all these things with them, and depending on which color of meeples you move around. And like where you finish, you'll get like different bonus abilities. And okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very busy. Across the Board Game Cafe is at 211 Bannatine in the Exchange District. All right. So yeah, like I, I, I've had been there a few times. I kind of go there for homework as... As I said in the clip, and because uh, it's big and sunny, it's not too distracting. All the people around you playing games while you do homework. Well, they don't really go there to play games during the day. At least I, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, it's more of a nighttime thing for the games. Yeah, not I, tons I of mid-morning so. yet. See? I mean, I imagine there might be some people on a set a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. True. Who are playing there? But uh, yeah, like for me, when when school gets a bit hectic, I'm like, okay, let's go find a nice sunny window someplace, and that's where I tend to end up. See, I've never tried going there to do homework. I've only been there a handful of times. I've never actually played a board game there. Right <laughs> next for the amount of times I've been there, either, actually. <laughs> right next to across I'd love the board to. is another good study place that just opened up. Ooh, Amsterdam Tea yes. Room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't can't remember if we were gonna we were gonna discuss the, the rumors. Well, I'll say so. I was Wait, there. Well, we can discuss. Yeah, I was there it. yesterday for the first time, and it was an absolute blast. The 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 servers were excellent. Yeah, really cool environment. Um, like I told Aislin, <laughs> as soon as I walked in, I thought of her because <laughs> it's really like trendy millennial hipstery. Exchange. I'm not technically a millennial. That's true. <laughs> as a sucker for the neon lights. Like, just in general, Amsterdam Tea Room is my vibe. Yeah, oh, they have neon lights. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Oh. It's got a real vibe to it that's very specific to, like, people like you guys. <laughs> like you guys. You Lit. flatter me. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> it is. You guys are cool. <laughs> yes. You don't know how long I've been waiting for someone to call me cool. <laughs> Everyone in high school could eat their words. <laughs> I think he was talking to Aislinn and Aiden, not me. <laughs> Joke's on you, Dad. Look at me now. <laughs> across the board is more your thing, Jerry. Uh, but not I to say across the board isn't cool. <laughs> oh, it's also cool. Everyone's you know. Different I like stuff. big windows. Cool. Jeremy just can't win this. But I'm cool. In my own strange way. You were saying, Jeremy. <laughs> it was nice in there. <laughs> I really, I had a, I had a nice, uh, a tea cocktail, which is something Ooh. I had never, even like thought of existing before but it does exist and it was it wasn't hot it was a cold earl gray and gin and some lemony thing in there too and it was called earl gray on safari if you ever go to amsterdam tea room um try it out it was it was awesome and they also have a pretty good menu um warmed olives 
Ew. Ew. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Sorry about that, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a little out of the... I don't even like them cold. Yeah, cheese board. Cold. Oh, now, now you got my attention. Hot. I like cheese boards. Is there anything better than cheese and good cheese? cured meat? No. Yes. <laughs> there is, there is cheese between two slices of bread and melted butter grilled in a cast iron skillet till it's crispy. Grilled so you're cheese. describing grilled cheese? But I am. <laughs> you made it sound so bougie. <laughs> But I, grilled cheese is bougie. It's really not. <laughs> it's no name bread and cheese in that bread. As referenced at the beginning of this conversation, what uh, if what if grilled cheese had like nan in it, like nan bread? You can try can that. You, can you grill oh. nan bread? Oh. Well, try I'm it? sure you could. How about you try and then you let us know on the next episode? Okay, I'll yeah. try that. Um, Aiden, you mentioned that there are some. Uh, Geraldine, also, you guys mentioned there are some rumors about this. this well. Place. I'm I'm repeating things I've heard repeated to me, but mm-hmm. the uh, thought is that they've strategically located themselves to sell um, the superb herb as soon as it becomes available. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's <laughs> lettuce. <laughs> That's a new one. I've, I've heard, heard that, that before. One. Oh my god, That's I haven't heard that in term. so long. <laughs> when you assume, when you think of the name Lucifer's Amsterdam, leaf. <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> Sorry. When you assume the name Amsterdam <laughs> being used, no superb well, herb cannabis, marijuana, <laughs> it seems is a some little of the first con- things that come to mind. Yes. It seems a little convenient. You have the word Amsterdam. Mm. Tea, tea is leaves. The devil's lettuce is also leaves, and it's. Well, and also they've been closed. Like they haven't opened up for so long. They've just been waiting in that position, and all of a sudden it's like cannabis legalization is right around the corner. And all of a sudden you open up. Yeah, they open mm-hmm. a few months before it becomes officially legal, just to sort of position themselves in the market. And, you know, get their brand name out there. It seems a, a little too. No, no, we want to we want to stress and emphasize that we don't know anything. This could just yeah. be complete. We have no insight. This Happy com- speculation. This is all here. speculation. Complete hooey for all we know, but it seems a little. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to snort like that into the mic? I can't edit that out. <laughs> That's in there forever. I can't, I can't help it. That is ingrained into the internet for all time. Oh my god! I was born this way. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're actually re- we're actually live recording this. No, we're not. <laughs> Spoiler: We're live on the district. No one listens to the district. Sorry, Dan. Wow! Oh. Get, you have to edit that gonna out. You're gonna hurt his out. feelings. Dan He's gonna you. give us a bad mark now. <laughs> Dan's gonna DM you. You're like, Auto stop fire. now. <laughs> Why would you say that? I hate you for life. <laughs> you is my enemy now. But All right. certainly, <laughs> moving on. I mean, I'm, I'm going to save that for my recommendations at the end of this. Uh, You're going to recommend Dan? I'm going to recommend the district. Oh. <laughs> Just to <laughs> counteract that. Um, uh, Aislinn, Aislinn, you um, also did a little thing. I did a thing. You did um, a thing. Did stuff. I uh, went, yeah, uh, what was it? I went to the downtown Biz Farmers Market, so it's at City Place, and it was gorgeous out on Thursday, so I walked, (sighs) and I got so much walking in. I'm just, like, so excited about being able to walk places now, Um, but I went down to the downtown uh, Farmers Market. Uh, It's put on by the downtown Biz, and it's just kind of about 50 or so vendors inside the mall. Um, It's a really cool thing. Uh, They do a summertime one as well. But uh, I'll show a little clip right here. I uh, got to talk to the lady in charge of it, so I'll play that clip right now. Um, so here's a little clip from an interview with Ariel McLeod. She is with Glenla Greenhouses, and they attend this farmer's market every single time. So it was really interesting to talk to her. How long have you been coming to the market? Um, I think we're on to year three now, three or four. I can't remember. Um, it's been a while, but uh, yeah, we've been kind of steady ever since the market took off so okay and what draws you to to, to like come to these markets and um, participate just like a different clientele so we're able to sell different stuff here than we would at say st norbert market uh this market here is um, more of like the, the house plants the, the office plants that sort of thing whereas other markets more like the bigger larger containers that sort of thing so. do you find these are a great chance to get your product out there yes Definitely. Um, it's definitely a way for us to bring the product to the downtown because a lot of people bus. So yes. they're not able to take the drive outside the city in order to pick up the plants themselves. I got to sit down and talk to Susan Ainley. Uh, she's in charge of it. She works with Downtown Biz. Um, unfortunately, I was just recording 
on my phone, so the quality is a little rough. And uh, here you go. Normally I have a singer here okay. for the indoors market, but he um, he's on holiday this week. Oh, no. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it so adds more atmosphere. Music, yeah, and there's kind of like everything. Like yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Um, how many vendors do you usually get? I had a few people drop out. It's kind of um, like I've got the flu, and I know a few of my vendors are yeah, it's sick. Cold season. Yeah, so I had a few people drop out. So we were supposed to have over 50. I think we're probably at 50 right now. Okay. I'd have to sit and count. As well, I just got to chat with some of the people who attend this market pretty regularly. What draws you to a market like this? Local products. Local yeah. products. The imperial cookies, like the baking you can't get elsewhere. So as you can see, it's a lot of local vendors. There's not as much produce in the wintertime just because it's hard to find people with greenhouses um, who are willing to partake. Um, but it's a really cool thing. Um, there was a lot of like homemade baking, which I definitely took advantage of. Mm. Um, <laughs> and there's this one person actually who's like selling dehydrated fruit. Um, and there was like dehydrated bananas. It tasted like banana bread. It was oh, so that good. Sounds so good. And there's also a lady with a terrarium, like succulent little booth. And there was one, and it was like a wall of succulents, like a picture frame, uh, but made of succulents. I do love me a good terrarium. I was like, Yo. I was so close to walking out with this big old terrarium, but I was like, hey, isn't no. Can I You're not say, riding the bus. There's with something that. about that word, succulent. It's like, you know how people have words that they have problems with? Like Mine moist. is moist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that word. Is, I mean, moist Depends is, on the context. It's a big right? one. A lot of people don't like that word. But for me, yeah. it's succulent. There's something about it. Like, it's a plant, right? Yes. It's or a, it's also an adjective. It's a teeny plant. Describing succulent. something that is moist. Right. <laughs> yeah, see. Or it's a like just to describe like, something that is like delicious or something. Yeah, yeah like, it's like, ooh, this was succulent. Uh, stop. Like, the word just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this you is, know, like, someone would like describe fruit as like, oh, what a succulent pear. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> would you describe perhaps this podcast as succulent? Well, that's going to be the title of the podcast. This is now, getting a little spicy. <laughs> the t- that's this is getting a very spicy this is podcast. Be the succulent episode. The succulent episode. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's succulent. Anyways. Okay, this one I gotta. I want to say mine here too, but Soylent. Soylent kind of messes me up a little. Soylent doesn't like Soylent Green. Yeah. People, that like Soylent does like Spoiler, Soylent. Sorry. Soylent does like the brand. Well, like yeah. saying the name Soylent so is kind of weird. The drink you're talking about, yeah. like the meal replacement drink. Yeah. I used to do that. I did that for like a few weeks and I didn't like it. Have you I ever can, had it? I think I've had it once. Oh, Not like those thing. shake things? Yeah. Ugh. It's it's kind of gross. Yeah. Most shakes are. But anyways. And also naming it after that movie where uh, it turns out as people, it's uh, uh, a weird thing to name your brand. Whoa, anyways. whoa, whoa. Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, back on track. It's people. Anyways, I went to a farmer's market. It was super cool. They do it every two weeks. You should check it out. It was my recommendations last week, and it was definitely a recommendation that's ongoing. And it's a city Ooh. place. Yes. Oh. So. I am intrigued. It is worth checking Let's out. See if I can find myself some succulents. <laughs> Jeremy's some just su- like quaking in the corner. Quivering. <laughs> A moist base good You shut your mouth. Don't ever bring that word onto this podcast. <laughs> moist stays out of here. I'm going to make a list of banned words, and that's on there. <laughs> moist. <laughs> Succulent. All right. I'm over this. Let's, let's, let's see. We've already talked uh, ride sharing to death, but let's see if we got some other news. Let's transition into our new segment. <laughs> News, 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 news. It's the downtown news time. Downtown, <laughs> downtown. Okay, I have some sad news for y'all. <clears throat> the Red River, Red River Mutual Skating Skating Trail is closed. I'm yeah. sad. Okay, actually, can I can I tell my story? <laughs> I don't want to get like back on the whole spicy podcast thing, but they tweeted out that it was their 69th day. <laughs> What? <laughs> Running. <laughs> so I tweeted that that's some nice ice. <laughs> and downtown Peggy, the Forks, and Red River Trail all liked my tweet. Whoa, wow, you're famous. like famous now. I was really excited. I was like, I'm glad that you included yourself in the conversation on 69. 
Okay, why is it closed? Is it just because it's melting now? It's getting well, hot. because it's now it's melting and the ice is too moist. Yeah. To also, do the. I think I'm it was in Minnesota or something. So, <laughs> in Minnesota, ice castles is like early, early close as well. Alas, I, I've only been. I only got to skate Leaf. on there once this this winter, which is my own fault. I think I, I got to. I got to walk on the trail like twice. I went on the first day and got interviewed by CTV or something like that. Ah. I wasn't cool enough to keep in, unfortunately, but... Darn. I can go. Okay. So, um, everyone knows about the... Well, you know, shouldn't assume. Gonna start that again. <laughs> Everybody. Um, as you guys may know, the uh, the Tina Fontaine trial came to a verdict and, and to a close, um, to which a lot of people... This is a whole other conversation, and none of us are gonna weigh in on it, but... Uh, a lot of people were not happy with the results of what happened, and my downtown news is more than 1,000 people gathered at the legislature downtown to um, protest and rally and support um, the the, um, the situation at, at hand um, after the verdict was called. Um, and I think it's great that the ledge in general can be used as sort of a rallying point for people who want to come together and um, make a statement about something. Yeah, and the ledge has always served. Yeah, exactly. And the, the ledge has always served as that sort of symbol. Um, but that's my downtown news. And I think, uh, you know, regardless of the situation, it's incredible that there's a meeting place down in downtown Winnipeg that serves as a, a political um, rallying point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think I saw pictures of someone like chopping wood and, f- and feeding a fire there. Are they still camped out there? Um, th- this news was from last week, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think they spent, I, I think it was probably the first three or so days that they yeah. were out in, in People Penn. were sleeping, and it was cold. I know it's warm right that now, was, but it was cold on was like February cold. 23rd, I think it was. Yeah. It was freezing, and people would sleep outside the ledge. Yeah. It's incredible that people. I saw people sharing that they were looking like, they were looking to get jackets and yeah. blankets for them. Yeah. It's totally one thing to, you know, mouth off on social media. It's another thing to sleep on the ground inside the ledge to Totally. You're right. You're point. so right. Well, that's very dedicated, like, you know. Yeah. And again, it just like it, it shows that, you know, our downtown can mean something too. people are taking this this area downtown and, and using it as a, a place to come together and send a message. And the ledge has always been uh, a tool for that. Okay, who's next? Uh, I could do mine. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't think we addressed it too, too much in our previous podcast, if at all, I don't think. But Peg Beerco closing its doors. Okay, so we're going to talk a lot about this next episode because that's what I'm going to be doing my little two-minute thing on. But, yeah. Why don't you tee it up and we'll talk about it more next week. Yeah. Okay. So Peg Beerco has uh, officially closed until further notice. Um, I think so far they haven't really updated the story in terms of that front, but they left a three-sentence Facebook post like two Thursdays ago saying, like, we're closed until further notice. Once we are able to provide further information, we will. And kind of just left it at that. And it's closed. The places empty now like there's nothing in there um i have heard some rumors here and there within the restaurant because i work at hermanos and someone had said that they went to uh either across the board or somewhere else where they were talking about it and not to spread rumors especially with two human beings being involved but supposedly like the couple that ran that place are having a bit of a shaky relationship Aww, at the moment <laughs> so that could be it that's tough. Uh, I, d- I thought I heard that it was like legal reasons, which immediately made my mind go to underage, d- drinking. underage drinking. But again, no, don't want to. I'm not. I don't know anything. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't know if I believe that at all, actually. Yeah. But that's. I thought I heard legal reasons. Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, no one has ever really put it as legal reasons. Oh, okay. But I think that is, a, that is a, an, is like something that you could assume from how they put things like, Providing further, once we're able to provide further info, usually means we can't talk about it right now for legal right. reasons. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate about. So it's run by a couple, and <clears throat> what you heard again, no, no truth in this 
uh, confirmed, but mm-hmm. what you heard is that they're they're having problems. Yeah. Um, personally. Yeah. Mm, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That's no good. And you know what? <laughs> it's hard to go into like business with someone. I yeah. was just going to say. Especially in the restaurant industry. It's a hard place yeah. to be in, too. <laughs> you got to have a long, long conversation before you decide to get into a business venture with someone you're really close to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't always work out. Sometimes it does, and it's great and good for everyone, but sometimes... Mm-hmm. it can be a challenge and well, things like this might happen. a lot of times like if you're working with someone you're also like in a relationship with you know there's no real escape <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know going to work for some people is a chance to get away not that that's like a horrible thing to say but like space is good yeah <laughs> and so you're constantly <laughs> in the same vicinity as someone else it's bound to be an issue at some point especially with local startups and like the f- the beginning years of a startup are very like Oh. They, those are long nights. You have to practically Those live are there. consistently six, six, seven day, over 15 hour <laughs> work kind of schedules. Like you were just there, there, there on the ball. 100%. Mm-hmm. Aislinn, and I, a, oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I was going to also say, and I'm sure you'll discuss this more in your podcast, in, in your bit, but because of this, a lot of breweries came out to talk about like why, why they have so much trouble in Manitoba and the disadvantages that kind of come with doing it here because there are no tax incentives for local breweries as there are, say, in, like, Saskatchewan or Alberta. Huh. We should talk about this, uh, more, like, uh, before... In depth next week. Tune in well, actually, next I, week. I want to talk to you about it before we record next week so I can, you know, you, you seem to know a lot about it. I've read a couple articles. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another... Uh, piece of news and uh, hopefully this, i'm not stealing yours aislin but uh maybe you guys have heard about mountain mountain equipment co-op are they're going to stop selling vista outdoor products and that's due to vista having ties to the nra the yeah. nra well actually they literally like gun manufacturing and they they sell guns and ammunition it's not just the fact that they they have ties to the nra but the fact that they um they sell guns and ammunition all right. Well, I will quick go. Um, so I'm just going to talk about <laughs> the billboard at Portage Avenue and Sherbrooke Street. Okay. It got redone. Oh it had God. graffiti on it. It didn't like have anything really on there besides the graffiti. So uh, Sussex Real- Realty um, wanted to Sussex uh, Realty. change that up and uh, put something there from the Winnipeg Art Gallery. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. And they did. And, like, there's um, a piece of art there now? Yeah, it looks like there is one from uh, a work. Oh, no, no. Sorry, that picture is a mock-up. But they're hoping to put a piece there um, that's more art. It's not supposed to be like an ad or anything from the looks of it. It's just supposed to be an art piece just to vibrant up. But that kind of raises the question, like, I I think the graffiti around the downtown is art. Well, some of it. (laughs) The billboard previously had graffiti on it. And, like. Especially when they they used the term eyesore. Yeah, like they called it, it here. The car. Okay, one second. I would um, definitely say that some of the graffiti is not art. Okay, <laughs> here's the title of the article like from the... Global News: "From City Eyesore to Art Exhibit." And I just think that like part of what makes this such a cool urban area is some of the graffiti. I don't find that to be an eyesore necessarily. As someone who lived in that apartment that had that billboard above it, I personally always enjoyed it. Like I never saw this as like a a disadvantage on my end or like something that I groaned every time I saw. I think yeah. it's cool. I thought it was dope. I think we need more rooftop Sussex Realty billboards. is a bit of a hit and miss situation, but well, I think we need more is, rooftop billboards. Why not? Yeah. It's like, at least they're not changing it into like a giant ad and they're being like, getting yeah, rid of this eyesore to put an advertising. They still want to make it's it an art piece. It is technically <laughs> an ad though. It's a, it is an ad for the Winnipeg Art Gallery. Yeah, but they're just there. displaying yeah, art. Yeah, you're right. At least it's not an eye guard, Jerry. Could be worse. It could be a night guard. It's a bit more wholesome. (laughs) What do you mean? You don't enjoy Peter Nygaard's face? (laughs) And those suspiciously large biceps. Like I, they're really oily. I'm calling body double. Photoshop. Photoshop. (laughs) Photoshop. Unrealistic body expectations for men. Yet another one. This is why I have self-esteem issues because of Peter Nygaard. (laughs) I know it's why I have self-esteem issues. I don't know what y'all. But yeah, I definitely like. I don't know. On the topic of rooftop billboards, I, I like them, and it makes it feel like a bigger city. You know, like big cities have rooftop. Other major cities in Canada have like all they're all over the place. Rooftop so it's it's, a, it's simply a matter of pumping up Winnipeg's esteem as oh, a totally. large city. We're big too. We are. 
Totally, 100%. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to. We're big. We are. <laughs> We're real big. We're big league. We're a big city, too. We are, we are a big city. Huge. <laughs> no, Jeremy, do the do the Donald Trump voice. Say huge. <laughs> We're huge. huge. City. Okay, believe me. I know it. Ivanka knows it. Okay, huge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't. <laughs> And we all know I can do it. <laughs> Yours is good. It's good too. <laughs> For a female Donald Trump. Never again, guys. Never again. Oh my never god. <laughs> Hashtag never again. <laughs> mm. No, that would be that would be misappropriate. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Misuse. <laughs> all right, so let's do our last <clears throat> thing. When let's talk about event recommendations. Does anyone have anything to recommend? I certainly do. Okay, what's It's called the Amsterdam Tea Room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I pumped its tires a bit uh, in our earlier segment, but again, I can't stress enough, it's got a real vibe right in the heart of the Exchange District. Tea cocktails, need I say more? Tea alcohol. Mm. It's delicious. Get it warm, get it hot. They have good food. Um, A great view of the, uh, what's the building called? Where the Cinematheque is. Um, Art space building. Yeah, the art space building. It's like right there. It's huge in the window. And um, uh, the people are great. The people are nice. And maybe they might sell marijuana in it, if that's your thing. (laughs) It's all torturing me a little bit because we keep on talking about these cocktails. They sound so good. I just started doing some work for an organization that works with people who have addictions. So while while you're working for them, they ask you not to drink. So for the moment, no! I am completely abstaining from alcohol. No! Like, How could you do uh, that I mean, to yourself? They do have probably just regular cause. old tea if you're feeling oh, the, yeah, they feeling for a zesty. Good cause, but it's not well, like you can't good, get cause. just regular tea there too. You certainly can. No, <laughs> no yeah, only I, alcoholic beverages. I can get yeah. regular tea anywhere, but that's true. When I went to Amsterdam Tea Room, I think I went Saturday or Sunday. I just went and got like a regular green tea. I can't remember which green tea it was because they have that whole. Yeah, list, but how dope. do you guys think it uh, compares to places like David's Tea or Tivana? I mean, I can't get alcohol in my tea at David's Tea, so I feel like it's a winner. True, <laughs> fix that alley. <laughs> <laughs> David's Tea, we're calling you out. Get that, get on that. At me. <laughs> All right, here's mine. Uh, since I spent some time uh, pumping up across the board, I'm going to mention the amazing puzzle race, which is coming up. At Across the Board, Thursday, Mar- March 22nd. Registration at 6.30 p.m. Race begins at 7 p.m. And what that is, well, they're not explaining it extremely well. But we create teams of three to four people. Each team will receive the same 500-piece puzzle and race to finish it. Mm. That sounds all like right, I would go blind right, doing that. Right. But some people really like puzzles. And it's for a good cause. It's going to be supporting the Kidney Foundation of Canada. Sounds good. All right, well, I will recommend, and this will come as no surprise because I'm essentially a Disney princess, Disney on Ice, uh, (laughs) Frozen. It's at the Bell MTS Center from March 8th to March 11th. Uh, I probably will not go personally because who has time to do those kind of things? But if I did have the time, I would be going to that because Disney. And singing along to Let It Go, I presume. Yes, obviously. Of course. Idina Menzel is shaking like, in her boots. I feel like the summer the summer song is a better is a better bop. How dare you? <laughs> Frozen's How overrated. You? Shut your Yo, mouth. Okay. No one talks about Princess and the Frog. And that That is my kills favorite, me. but they don't have that on ice. Princess well maybe they should. I can name It's a summertime movie. Moana is <laughs> one no billion times better than Frozen. Ugh. Oh, Moana's so There should be Moana on ice. I just there should be Moana on ice. <laughs> no, would, they should do like I'd a beach Moana or something. <laughs> yeah. Moana on the beach. Having like Hunchback of Notre Dame be like my all-time favorite Disney movie, I did not think anything could go darker. And then like Princess and the Frog just took it I haven't all seen the way there. You know what I appreciate about that one is that it was animated in the classic style. It was the last one. It was, oh. I love that one. All their movies one. now are the CG 3D animated ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that for Princess and the Frog, they decided to go back to their classic animation oh. style. Oh, and they used the guy beautiful. that voices Winnie as uh, that lady, the, 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 the light bug. Oh, yes. Yeah. So cute. God, I love, love Disney movies. Moon. Have you seen a Disney movie called Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? No. No. It's one where it's like during World War II, these kids get sent to a country town to live during the bombing of London, I guess. Are you describing Narnia? No. Okay. No. Anyways, but instead of having a wardrobe in the house, they have the lady who works there 
who lives in the house is trying to become a witch. Mood. Anyway, so uh, they get this, <laughs> they get this enchanted bed knob thingy that they screw into the top corner of the bed, and then the bed will transport them anywhere. Except it, whenever they it transports like them, to me. It, it's it's a live action picture. <laughs> but whenever they get transported anywhere, it all of a sudden like there's like all these flashing colors, and it looks like essentially they've ingested some sort of drug. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to like <laughs> it's like a hallucinogenic experience. Disney films were strange back in the day. I love Disney movies. I really want to go to a Disney on ice at some point, which is why it's my wreck. We should have a whole episode on Disney movies. Yes. And why Disney should hire me to be a Disney Disney and Winnipeg culture. (laughs) So, Aislinn, what job are you applying for here at Disney? Oh, I want to be uh, a Disney princess. It's all I want in life. (laughs) That's not a real job. Yes, it is. (laughs) Take it or leave it. I'm the princess of the communications department. (laughs) (laughs) I want to work for Disney. (laughs) Disney. (laughs) Disney. <laughs> okay. Is that everyone's. That I I've got to recommend mine. Oh yeah. Mine is a uh, also twofold because it's also a podcast and it's coming to Winnipeg. Ooh. But grown ups read things they wrote as kids. <laughs> oh, is that on Netflix? I don't no. No. Is that a podcast? There's it's like a, a it's a podcast show. series. I'm gonna subscribe to it right it now. Is, What's it called? It's called Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids. Okay, hilarious. It's it's w- it's real cute. I mean, like I I write I read fiction now, but I w- I've been writing fiction for a long time. And it would be pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah. to dig up some of my old stuff. And generally, they take like uh they take like applications or like people just to come up and stand up. Probably now it's too late. Probably they have everyone for Winnipeg, but they'll be coming on Sunday, March 11th at the Park Theater. And probably recording it live for an upcoming podcast. I think they've done three or four episodes of Winnipeg, of their Win- Winnipeg shows. Is it a Canadian podcast? Yeah. Uh, I think for a time, for one season, they were with CBC. And then now they just do it independently again. But cool. I'd highly recommend it. It's very endearing. Very fun listen. You listen to a lot of <laughs> some really funny content. Awesome. I'm also going to see a, a live podcast recording downtown at the Burt's um, next week um, called If I Were You with Jake and Amir. Ooh. It's a, do, you know, do you guys know who Jake and Amir are? I don't think so. Familiar. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> I'll tell you guys after. <laughs> but that's going to be downtown, so go check it out. That's another recommendation. All right, awesome. So we think we got everyone. We got everything. I Shall guess we? that's been the Not The Subject yeah. podcast for the week. Yeah. Awesome. All right, until next time. Stay Keep sleazy. Keep sleazy.